Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They are inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Sandra Grace. Sandra is the co-founder and co-owner of WNC Women and Infinite Circles magazine, lifestyle magazines for women that inspire, inform, and entertain women and connect women in their communities. Sandra formerly worked in Silicon Valley in California. She was the president of Master Team Incorporated, a recruiting and consulting firm that specialized in network startup companies. Sandra was the co-founding executive director of the Silicon Valley Association of Software Entrepreneurs, SVASE, which is currently known as the Silicon Valley Association of Startup Entrepreneurs. This organization is still considered one of the most successful entrepreneur associations in the country. Sandra has been fortunate enough to build and be part of three companies that have sold for over $3 million or more. She currently spends her time as a speaker, coach, and consultant. She is now dedicated to taking her experience and facilitating business and personal development. She speaks to women, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and corporations on the principles of success. Welcome, Sandra. I'm so delighted to have you here on the podcast. Hi, Ursula. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Well, it's my pleasure. I, you've had such an interesting and varied career path in business from building multi-million dollar companies in recruiting and tech to founding a women's magazine. Tell me, Tell us about what you're doing now and what is it that drew you to have your current business in particular? Well, um, I, I was traveling three weeks out of the month and I had moved to North Carolina in 2001 and I had decided in 2012 that I would really like to be home. And um, I started WNC Woman Magazine in 2002 and Julie Parker and Sandy Secker Tomlin took that magazine over as I was still working around the world and uh, they developed the magazine, and then when I came back and wanted to live here full-time, uh, they invited me to come back and work with them again. And I said yes, and out of that, we've developed the Mastery Group, and uh, it's the first Tuesday of every month, and, you know, and we've uh, changed the image of WNC Woman Magazine. And what's drawn me to that is I'm really committed to the success principles, and um, being able to to have a venue to really promote that and to, you know, just use my talents more and my experience more in that area just made me really want to come back and do that. So what is it in particular that makes what you do and how you do it unique 
Um, what is what is special about it? What what do you bring to it, and and what do you offer that makes it really something unusual? Well, I had my first company when I was eight years old. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I'm uh, I'm more than forty now, and uh, so I decided that with uh, almost uh, fifty years of business experience, that um, I think that's what makes it unique. Uh, or makes me unique is that I really do have a lot of different uh, experiences in a lot of different businesses and uh, different kinds of businesses. So, um, so I think that first off, there's my business experience as a whole, and then I'm very passionate about building successful businesses. Um, I've, I think I, you know, I think I have an understanding of why businesses fail. And I also have a really good understanding of why businesses succeed. And um, with that in mind, I just think that why my business matters is, is I really help people drill down to the basic layers and foundations of their companies and themselves to look at uh, where they're successful and where they aren't. Hmm. I'm I'm very curious to hear about this business you had when you were eight years old as a foundation for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we lived on an Air Force base, and everybody had garbage can bins in their in their carports. And once once a month, we had what they call carport inspection. And you know, nobody ever wanted to go out and wash their trash cans. And I saw that as an opportunity to start a business because nobody wanted to do it. And so um, I went around the, the, my block and uh, offered to wash trash cans every month for 50 cents. So I, I started that little business, and my, my mother supervised me, and we, we did that. And I saved my money, and then I bought a push mower. And then, uh, then I mowed lawns. We didn't have much of a lawn, but you know, they were like these little squares, like the size of a large carpet, probably an eight by 10 yard, it seemed like, mm -hmm. but you still had to keep it mowed. And then I saved enough money to buy an edger. So then at eight years old, I was washing trash cans, mowing yards and edging lawns. So that was my very first company. <laughs> I love how entrepreneurial you were. I mean, <laughs> this initial kind of oh, I see an opportunity, let's step into it. And then growing beyond that original offering into something bigger. I suspect that this is, uh, I mean, th this original early urge to do things has really been part of what's allowed you to be so incredibly successful in business. Do you, do you think that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Girl Scout cookie sales and uh, UNICEF penny fairs and bake sales and you know my mother was very involved on the base and as a lot of the wives were because my father was he wasn't an officer but he was a supervisor in his squadron and so we had a lot of opportunities to work and give back in the community and you know um i think that my mother just really instilled in me you know um always meet the needs of others hmm. That's awesome. And I mean, this isn't to say that um, people that don't get an early start can't be successful, but it really speaks to your strong desire and you're, you're really wanting to make a contribution. I think that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Ursula, I think that anybody who has a strong desire to make their business successful can, 
especially in today's world with all the tools and everything that we currently have available, you know, um, it just it just really blows me away what's available just in information on Google and in the in the incredible books that are being written right now. Um, there's, um, you know, right here in Asheville, we have some very prolific writers and speakers and artists and people that are really passionately living lives they love. Hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, and it's great to be in an environment like that as well. It's really uh, energizing. So, is is it Im- one of the things you sp- you spoke about was wanting to be in service to people and. Is that something that is important to you in your business? I, I, I'm seeing that that being of service has impact in and of itself. Is, is that an important aspect of business for you? Absolutely. Um, you know, being a, I've been a consultant for a long time, and I find that when, when I meet my customer or my client in a service mind, uh, versus a, um, uh, I, I guess it's the difference between really wanting to serve my client and not just being there to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care so much about how big the contract is. I care more about what my impact with my client is going to be. Mm-hmm. How am I best going to be able to serve my client? And in some ways, that's been great because I find my clients get a lot more from working with me. But on the downside is, is that sometimes I'm willing to give up, you know, a little more um, on the financial side to make sure that my clients' needs are met first. Mm-hmm. But I always find that there's a huge uh, payback in the end because they refer me to other people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Are there, what do you think are the most important ways that you impact your clients? Uh, well, first off, like I said, I've got probably 50 years of, uh, of business experience. And uh, I, I talk a lot to my clients about responsibility, about always taking 100% responsibility for, their, for themselves. And that, that in a leadership role is huge because when a leader realizes that they are 100% for themselves, their actions their attitude and everything else when they show up at their businesses, then they they create an environment where their employees are also 100% responsibility, responsible for themselves. Mm-hmm. So just that one thing right there, in the that's always the beginning of my consulting with someone is we talk a lot about who's really responsible for what. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that brings so much more integrity into every conversation, client, business uh, agreement, mastermind group, um, accountability partnerships, everything across the board. Well, and you talk about um, responsibility for yourself and integrity, and those sound like values that you yourself hold. Is is That's something I've been asking people about in this realm of impact because I feel like your deeply held values really influence the impact that you have. Are those values, are are those and other values important to you yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's like when you live in, when you, when you take on believing that you're going to to take a hundred percent responsibility for your life, your business, your employees, um, 
one of one of the first things that happens is is that you have to start looking at your integrity. And the second that you're not in integrity, it shows up. I mean, it's immediate. It's like immediately you're aware of it. One of the other things is is that um, you get to the to the place where when you have a complaint, you realize that complaining is really just wanting something better, knowing that something better or something more um, a, a better strategy exists. Hmm. And um, so, yes, those are those are hugely important values. And I I I don't want to work with clients that really aren't willing to take that on. Mm-hmm. How have you brought those values into your business, other than as a way of of defining who you really want to work with? Are there things that you do in the operation of your business that are influenced by your values? Yes, um, you know there there are always opportunities to do a lot of different things. And what I find is, is that when you're really in the channel, for instance, if you, if you have really clear and concise goals written and you're willing to like work your plan, you realize very quickly that if an opportunity comes up, that it's not your opportunity because it's not in alignment with your goals. It's not, it's not what you're focused on. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people will start a business and then they'll say they have a weak business plan and they won't, um, you know, they're not real focused on their business plan. So they're not very successful. And uh, then what I do with them is bring them back and say, okay, are you focused on your business plan? Because you know that you're out of integrity by looking at this over here, because this doesn't fit with what you say you're in, you're focused on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then a lot of times they see it strictly as a monetary opportunity. And that's not always the right choice for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all want to make money. I think that that is important to support our families and everything else, support our employees. But I think you always have to be really clear why you're here, why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that focusing point is really valuable and that's why impact is a a potential focusing point that can be really crucial in defining what your goals are so um, that's great to hear are there other things that um, other aspects of your business that are influenced by your values like your day-to-day operations and how you interact with team members um yeah i don't you know I, I'm sort of in a unique position in that I have, um, for the magazine, I have business development responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I'm always out working with clients. I'm looking to, you know, how can I promote a new class? How can I promote a new business? Um, you know, are they going to advertise with us? Is it better to advertise now or later? And so, um, so I guess, I guess the, to, to really, um, to think about this more deeper is is that the my most of my interactions are with our salespeople mm-hmm. and i find that i it does it, it has a big impact on me because i i sometimes get frustrated with with my salespeople because i want them to be more productive than what they are and then I find that the more productive I am, the more I inspire my 
my salespeople to be. Mm-hmm. That when I'm really showing up and taking 100% responsibility for making sure that our advertising goals are met, that our contact goals are met, that the continuity of the, um, the articles that I ask people to write, that making sure that everything is in alignment, it says that I'm responsible for that. I don't expect anybody else to be responsible for it. And so if I have a salesperson that's not performing, then I take them out to lunch and we talk about it and we talk about how I can support them more and how can I make sure that they have what they need to meet their goals. And then if I have a person who's doing really well, I take them out to lunch to make sure that they know how much I appreciate them and how much um, I, I, I want to know what they're doing that's good that we can share with the other salespeople. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell everybody that even though we're all independent contractors, that we all have a responsibility toward one another to always be the bridge to success mm-hmm. for each other. That's great. And what a great idea to share how some people are, are being successful so that everybody can be. So exactly. that's a great way of approaching it. Did, uh, did this desire to be a positive influence, I mean, I can, I can really see that in the way that you're choosing to interact with people, both um, at the magazine and in your consulting practice, the way you're choosing to interact, it's really, it's really being an agent of positive change. Um, would you agree with that? I do. I do. You know, my whole goal, one of my goals is to, uh, be recognized as a thought leader on significance because a lot of people work really hard and there's a lot of great people in the world. And, and, you know, instead of seeing people for what I believe they can be, my goal is to see people right where they are, to really meet them where they are one-on-one and let them know that they are significant every day. Hmm. That's great. Is is that something that's evolved over time? Have have you always had that perspective, or is it something that's uh, that you've developed? <laughs> well, my old perspective was is that there's a silver lining to every cloud, <laughs> and I always looked at people's potential, and I you know I always viewed people where where I thought they could be versus where they were. And what I've realized is, is that just meeting someone right where they're at, accepting them wherever they are, whatever's going on with them, and saying to someone, you know, every phone call that I get, my bottom line is, how can I serve you? How can I support you to reach your goals and live a life you love? Mm. Yeah, that is so powerful to connect with people right where they are, because once you can be present with them in that, it's the beginning of everything. So... That's that's a really powerful way of saying it. Do you feel that um, have there been obstacles or barriers in having the impact that you want to have? Are there is there an instance you could share with us and let us know how you managed to move through that? Absolutely, every day. <laughs> you know, I wake up every morning and there's my first obstacle. No, no, uh, you know, just recently. Um, a very good example of this is that, um, you know, uh, WNC Woman magazine um, hasn't always been a real profitable magazine. You know, we've we've broke even and we've made some money. But um, when we first started the magazine, there were there was only one other free publication in Asheville, and that was the Mountain Express. 
And recently, um, you know, there's like, okay, in order to grow this business, to launch a new publication called Infinite Circles, um, there's been a demand to, for the first time, to really sit down, rewrite the business plan, look at the business plan and see where we're lacking. And uh, it was really interesting that where it kept coming up was, is that our sales were weak. So I've had to really sit down and look at our sales and our salespeople and our sales department and how we're doing sales. And, you know, what are we, what is the real offer to people to, to advertise in our magazine? It's great to say that we have a readership of 30,000. It's great to say that, you know, nobody knows that we are the second most popular magazine in, in the, in Western Carolina. All of that's great and good, but how does it really serve the client? So I've been completely restructuring our conversations with our salespeople to say, this is what we really have to offer. Mm. People actually read WNC Woman magazine. They actually pick it up. And, and in every household, that magazine is probably handled anywhere from two to four times. Mm. So, it, so it exponentially increases our readership. Because we now know that it's not just one person reading it. And I mean reading it. Like really, you know, everybody looks at every page of that magazine. We constantly are getting uh, six to 8,000 hits a month on our website. For some people that would think that that's not a lot. But for a, ma- but for a magazine that's serving a population of 75,000 people, it's huge. So what I find is, is that I think it's really important to constantly review constantly ask for feedback. When you're asking for feedback from your readers, your salespeople, your people in, that you're doing business with one-on-one, how do you view the magazine? What do you like? What don't you like? What could we do better? Um, you know, always feedback is probably the most important thing. Just on feedback alone, we have been able to increase our sales up to about 16,000 a month in advertising. Wow. And in this market, that's almost unheard of. Yeah, that's an enormous leap. It's wonderful. It really is. Yeah. Well, that emphasis on on feedback is so uh, valuable because then you start to have conversations with people that are actually your customers, people that are picking up the magazine and potentially being advertisers. It's a It's a great way of being in conversation. And it's a great way of conducting a business I of uh, just encouraging that kind of dialogue. I, one of the things that I'm really picking up in what you're saying is this thread of connecting people. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. You know, I'm not always just looking for advertisers because we, we have a huge content to fill. You know, most people, most magazines fill their pages with advertisers. We actually want to fill our pages with content. What, and that's where feedback, once again, really shows up as positive because, you know, what do women in Western North Carolina really want to hear about? So when I talk to somebody, it's not just a matter of could you be a potential advertiser with us, but it's also could you be a potential contributor to us? What do you, what are you specialized in? What do you have to offer this community as a whole? Why are you important and why why is what your business doing and what you're saying important? Mm. Kind of like what you asked me. You know, um, so really, 
really looking at, and and I'm an innovator. I mean, I'm always looking to connect Mary with Sue and Sue with Patty and, oh my God, you know, Meredith just released a brand new book and so did Donna Cutting and we put those girls together and they were able to do a book launch together last Friday night. Um, so, so not just talking about connection, but about really giving people the opportunity to connect, about having, helping people to understand what an incredible resource networking is. Yeah, it absolutely is. You just never know where that circle of connection is going to lead. And in the meantime, you're just building an amazing community of people. Exactly. I'm getting ready to enter into a mastermind with three women that I am so looking forward to not only building my business with, but also building a what I would hope to be a lifelong relationships with. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's great when you can have that that concentrated kind of experience in a mastermind. That's fantastic. Absolutely. One of the things in the the that you mentioned is this focus that you have on significance in your consulting practice. Can you talk a little bit about that? And the is it is it different from impact, or do you see it as similar? Or how how are you defining that? Well, um, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is always a tricky question. Uh, significance is a uh, is a psychological emotion, and uh, there's a lot of people out there. Well, uh, probably you know, it 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 all boils down to self esteem issues. And all of us, even though we have, some of us have healthier self-esteems than others, everybody seems to have um, interesting self-esteem issues at one time or another. You know, fear comes up and immediately you're back into that fourth grade class where your teacher hollered at you something like, are you stupid? Now, she didn't mean to insult you. She didn't mean to impact your your self-esteem, but she did. Mm -hmm. And so... When you're out in the world and you're a CEO or you're a mom and, and, or it doesn't matter what your profession is. And by the way, I honestly believe that homemakers, wives and mothers are the CEOs of their own lives. Absolutely. So we're all always impacted by where we believe that we're significant and where we show up as being significant. And, um, in businesses that are successful, Usually, successful businesses are teams that are working together that have mutual respect for one another, that they understand each each role in the company as significant to the overall success of the company. If you're in a small consulting practice and um, you're not, you know, you wake up one morning and you're feeling a little less than, you know, it's great to have other people that you can connect with that will remind you what your significance is in the world mm. and in the community. So I don't know if I'm answering your question, but, you know, significance is one of those tricky things. It's like when I speak into significance, I'm always asking people, you know, um, did you do a self-esteem check on a scale of one to 10? Uh, how are you feeling? Are you a one, which is the lowest end, or are you a 10, which means that you're excited and you're fully engaged in your life? Um, you know, write down some feelings, write down four basic feelings of how you feel. Are your, are the emotions that you're writing down? Are they, I'm tired, I'm depressed, I'm excited. You know, am I, am I exhilarated? 
you know, it, it'll show you very quickly where you are. Just those two little things will show you very quickly where you are in your life. And it won't take you long to change or turn that around if you want to. Hmm. That's great. Um, yeah, that clarity about where you are right now instead of trying to pretend that you're somewhere else or um, acting as if is not as powerful as just being where you are and then moving from that point and, and making change in that. Well, let me speak to that, Ursula. Yeah, please do. Act, acting as if is a powerful tool. If you're, if you're a person who's getting ready to go into a sales meeting and you realize that you just had a fight with your husband or your wife or significant other, whatever, and you know that you're not 100% going into that meeting, if you just take a minute and pull yourself together and act as if that you are that sales professional, that successful person who needs to close this deal and you need to show up like you need to show up for a talk if you're a speaker or you need to show up for a training and you're a little under the weather. You can use act as if as a powerful tool until you can get to that space. And and it, it can, you know, it's like you can't fake it. People say fake it till you make it. I don't agree with that because you got to have some really clear foundation to be able to act as if. You have to have clear goals and clear ideas and clear vision to be act as if. But, but you know, fake it till you make it is probably not a good idea. <laughs> well, thank you to, for speaking to that distinction because I think it's an important one. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think there has to be a foundation there from which to draw on to be in those challenging situations. So, if I can say one other thing about please do. that. Yeah. If you if do. You, if you really want to be a thought leader in the world – you have to act like a thought leader. That's where acting as if is important. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a successful salesperson, if you start acting as if you are a successful salesperson, all of a sudden, all the things that you're supposed to be doing will show up automatically. And you will begin to adopt new ideas, new, new paradigms, new ways of doing things. Because when you take on acting as if you really are that person, you're very clear, once again, on your direction and your goals about where you want to go. So you have the opportunity to really live into who you say you are by being that person right away. Hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's uh, that's a powerful image to, to consider. So... What you've been talking about is, there, I mean, you've given us so many nuggets and, and um, insights and pieces of advice in this interview, but is there anything that you would want to share with another business owner um, who is asking themselves, how can I positively, positively affect my own environment and how can I have impact? What would you offer to them? Oh, first off, I would say, Absolutely, positively take 100% responsibility for yourself and for the leadership of your company. Um, there is a statistic that says that 70% of the workforce in every company right now doesn't want to be in the seat that they occupy in their company. So if you're taking 100% responsibility as a leader in yourself and in your company, those people are going to turn around and want to be a part of your group and a part of your company. 
And, um, you know, um, a lot of people say, God, well, that's not, that's not really very big advice. But I guarantee you, when you start taking 100% responsibility for yourself and your company, you'll start to see where your company isn't measuring up to what you want it to be. You'll be doing things like reviewing your business plans. You'll be doing things like asking, you know, um, asking your people to also take 100% responsibility for their, their selves and their jobs. And when you start creating a culture like that, success is on the horizon. Hmm. I mean, it's like there's no way you can't win. I agree that taking responsibility is so huge, and um, I wonder: Do you have thoughts on what that ha- what impact that has on the larger world when people start taking responsibility for themselves? Well, I think we stop nuking each other, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I and I mean in our and not just in a worldview, but you know, it starts out with yourself. It's like what what values do you have? And how do you want to impact your world? You know, uh, world impact is always sort of like, I always believe that the best way to impact the world is one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, when you begin to really fully live into being 100% responsible for yourself, all of a sudden the people around you want to live that way too because they see what great things it brings to your life. Yeah, that's very powerful. I uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Sandra. I think that's a, a really a great perspective to um, to bring to life and work in general. So, I know that that you wanted to um, offer something to the people listening to the podcast. Would you could you tell us what that oh, is? A- yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll give a one uh, a one hour free consultation to the first ten people that contact me. And uh, you can contact me at uh, Sandra at SandraGrace.net is the best way to contact me right now. And uh, my website is currently under construction. We're making a bunch of changes here. And um, so I, I just went through a business review and we're in the process of recreating. So Sandra at SandraGrace.net or you can call me on my cell phone at 828-231-9960. And so that's for the first 10 people. And uh, I look forward to working with you. That's awesome. Thank you for that gift to the podcast listeners. That's uh, I've, I've had many conversations with Sandra, and I can tell you that it'll, it'll be an incredibly valuable one for you and your business, whatever it is that you do. So thank you for offering that, Sandra. That's a great gift. You're welcome, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I uh, I so appreciate you and what you offer and your your clarity around the work that you do. So um, thank you for the work you do in the world. I so appreciate that. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to launching in this in this direction. Um, I'm I'm crazy mad about the success principles. So uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it today. Yeah, my pleasure. So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.